electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. This is the American Greed Podcast, presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Keach. In this episode of American Greed, the wingman. A small-town politician goes on a brazen crime spree that reaches all the way to the nation's capital. To understand his case is to understand, like, 12 different tentacles of criminality that are all different in and of themselves. Newcomer Joel Greenberg has just been elected to local office in Seminole County, Florida. It's like, did he wake up and say, oh, hey, I'm going to be tax collector today. A millennial born into money and privilege, he begins almost immediately to abuse his power. With all due respect, you are full of crap. Stealing from his office. And the next thing you know, Joel's making money. Paying for sex with a minor. He was using the credit cards that he had from work to pay for some of these transactions. Scheming against rivals, colleagues, even the federal government. He texted his buddy to say, how soon can I blow it all on pussy? But it's only when his case appears to ensnare a famous congressman that it hits the national stage. We're learning some explosive new details surrounding the Justice Department's investigation into Florida GOP Congressman Matt Gates. Featuring exclusive stories from Greenberg's days as a wannabe shock jock. I had just graduated high school. He would ask me to go out for a couple of drinks. New details of his alleged scheming. And he said, I want to get some ransomware together to put on the network. And never before seen footage of Greenberg's arrest. American Greed unmasks the Florida man at the center of a Washington scandal. He's on house arrest in Lake Mary. Do you know why? Yeah, because he says bad things. His name's Joel Greenberg. From the dark swamps of Florida, one slick resident crawls into the spotlight, riding the coattails of President Donald Trump. His name, Congressman Matt Gates. We must protect our home with unbreakable made in America strength. Strength I see every day in President Donald Trump. Gates is an apex predator of the Trump era. But in early 2021, he's hit with an allegation that threatens to eat him alive. The investigation of possible sex trafficking currently underway into the Florida lawmaker began with an investigation into an associate of his who's pleading not guilty to trafficking, stalking, and identity fraud charges. That associate is Gates's friend, a local public official who was a complete unknown outside the small corner of Florida where he's built an empire of fraud and depravity. Good afternoon, and thank you for allowing just, just me Just for the sake the of the record, name? Joel Greenberg, Seminole County Tax Collector. To those who cover the story, Greenberg is a politician and a criminal unlike any they've ever encountered. 
there was a boldness and an in-your-face disregard for the law that went on here that I certainly had never seen at, at another elected office. It's just one example after another of of different parts of ways of breaking the law that the, the, you didn't think were possible. Greenberg's rise to power starts in this affluent enclave of lakes, swamps, and suburbs northeast of Orlando. In Seminole County and across the state, Joel Greenberg's father has struck gold with a mini empire of dental clinics worth millions. It's a household name in Central Florida because there are so many of them. I passed two on the way here today. Straightening pearly whites makes Greenberg Dental a booming business. But young Joel walks a crooked path as the family's black sheep. He was brought up in a family of overachievers, and that was not Joel. By the time he's a teen, Greenberg shows up in an Orlando Sentinel article about a basketball program for wayward boys. His mother told a newspaper reporter at the Sentinel that he's my shining star who still needs more polishing. To help with that polishing, Greenberg is shipped off to military school and spends years in college, though he never graduates. He also finds himself in legal trouble more than once. The money, I think, was a problem because it seemed like every time Joel got in trouble, somebody from the family would step forward with some cash. Eventually, Greenberg uses his share of the family's wealth to make a name for himself on local AM radio, buying airtime for a program he creatively calls The Joel Greenberg Show. Greenberg is then in his late 20s, and he turns for help to a future Instagram model named Nicole Hampton. I had just graduated high school. I was about 17, 18 years old. He reached out to me on Facebook and asked me if I wanted to be an on-air personality on his radio show. You know, being as young as I was, I was just starting college. It, it meant a lot. Though it seems like the start of a dream career, Hampton says her older boss is hardly a wise mentor. Some of the things that he would say or some of the things that we would have guests on that were a little bit more Howard Stern-esque, um, our producer would be bleeping things out left and right. In this boys' club atmosphere, Hampton says she gets to know two very different versions of Greenberg. He was really professional on air. Off-air Joel was a completely different Joel. Um, I mean, during commercial breaks, he'd make me like sit in his lap and stuff like that. He would grab my butt or slap my butt. And Joel would ask me to go out to dinners. He would ask me to go out for a couple of drinks. And at the time, I was 18, 17 maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> but definitely not 21. Then, Hampton says, there's the unconventional arrangement Greenberg has for paying her. He would always write me checks at his house. Now, I worked for him Monday through Friday, so I don't understand why he just couldn't bring my check to the office or to the recording studio. 
In the end, Hampton decides she's had enough and leaves her dream job. I did not want to be in the same room as him, especially working under him and knowing that I had to listen and do everything that he said. Greenberg's attorney declined to comment about Hampton's allegations. The radio show isn't Greenberg's only venture into the media world. The reputation he had was a guy that had been sort of, just sort of aimless. So he pursues this other sort of different tangent of a career, becoming a tax collector. I don't remember exactly where I saw it, but I do remember being utterly shocked. It's like, did he wake up and say, oh, hey, I'm going to be a tax collector today. For someone seemingly addicted to the spotlight, Greenberg's choice to run for Seminole County tax collector in 2016 is odd. It's typically a low-profile position involving the collection of taxes and the issuance of driver's licenses, hunting licenses, and concealed carry permits. In the hierarchy of local government, I mean, the tax collector is kind of like the long snapper on the punt team. You know, he's, he's important, but he's got a limited job. If the job choice seems strange, so does Greenberg's pivot from failed shock jock to politico. You know, the name was well known through the dental chain. Uh, Joel himself uh, was not very well known. But that will soon change in a very big way. When he enters politics, Greenberg has close to $5 million socked away. And he uses his share of the family fortune to kickstart his campaign with a $100,000 loan. Ironically, Greenberg's candidacy is based on attacking the ethics of his opponent, the county's long-serving tax collector. They had a, a fella in there who was uh, pretty clearly profiting um, from, from his office in, in ways that did not turn out to be illegal, but were kind of questionable. And people were tired of it. And his biggest line during the campaign was, people are sick of this, and I'm not going to do it. When the ballots are tallied, Greenberg ekes out a win with 52% of the vote. And to those watching, his victory dovetails with that of another wealthy political newcomer with a home in Florida who's running for office that year. We're going to Washington, D.C. to drain the swamp. It's pretty clear from how he fashioned himself as a candidate, what he ran on, who he made himself out to be, and how he behaved after he got into office, that he was a perfect encapsulation of what happens when Trumpism comes to your local government. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. 
like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Long before his scandal makes national news, Joel Greenberg is sworn in as Seminole County tax collector in January 2017. So I'm asking you to expect very little and to allow me to surprise you. Once in office, he meets a young man named Brent Tyler. I had just finished my bachelor's degree in cybersecurity. I was trying to get my foot in the door, uh, getting a job. And I guess he had heard about it through the grapevine and he invited me to come talk to him. Tyler takes the job and gets to see that Greenberg is far from a typical boss. He's a strange guy sometimes. You know, he'd talk about girls, talk about staff, how hot they were, how he'd like to do stuff with them. I mean, he seemed like a smart guy. He had good ideas, but he also sometimes just had crazy ideas, obviously. Before long, Greenberg fires off one of these crazy ideas. At some point in the first year, he decided that he's going to form his own security force in the tax collector's office. You know, and they were open carrying Glocks every day. They had little badges that said deputy tax collector on them. Like they were walking around like they were supposed to be sheriff's deputies or something. Serving as tax collector hardly puts him face to face with danger. But Greenberg carries his own weapon and badge, and he seems more than happy to play cop on occasion. Hello? I wanted to speak to a deputy in reference to a suspicious incident that happened uh, with my mom about an hour ago. She was basically followed in a vehicle, air quotes here, did a traffic stop, kind of. She thought she was being followed, so she pulled over at the front of her neighborhood, and the car pulled in behind her and had a flashing white light. According to a Seminole County Sheriff's report, Greenberg is wearing his tax collector badge, a backwards hat, and a pair of cargo shorts when he pulls over the 61-year-old woman and lambasts her for speeding like a bat out of hell in his neighborhood. Greenberg gets away with little more than a slap on the wrist. And a month after the incident, real cops pull over the fake cop who now seems to see speeding as no big deal. I'm just, I'm, I'm baffled that the professional courtesies are being extended to at least issue a, a, a warning or something like this. Is there any part of you that said, maybe I should just give this guy a warning? No. I'm a traffic officer, this is what I do. And you felt this situation warranted you giving it? Yes. Someone got a tax collector, a speed. Yes. All right, gentlemen, look, I, I get it. Apologize for speed. Um, I hope I didn't come across as being rude or, or a dick. No? Not at all? <laughs> no, I did. Among those who get a close-up look at Greenberg is Seminole County's elected Board of Commissioners. We have the tax collector's office. Mr. Greenberg's here. Not long after Greenberg is sworn in, 
the commissioners begin to raise questions about the way he is spending taxpayer money. Then Commission Chairman John Horan is one of those who tussles with the tax collector. In uh, the $11 million mm -hmm. uh, that you've submitted a budget for, there are some new executive positions. We see a new executive chief operating officer uh, at 93500 Though it's alarming, the commission has no constitutional power to stop the tax collector. That job is left to a state agency, Florida's Department of Revenue. We can't say no to him. We can say no to the Department of Revenue and object to certain aspects of his budget. But the Department of Revenue passes on his budget. That's a real problem if you have a tax collector who gets in there and wants to do things that uh, aren't in the best interests of the taxpayers. That's exactly what Greenberg is doing. You all have been provided a copy of the budget for the upcoming year. As the commission attempts to push back, the young tax collector becomes more and more belligerent. With all due respect, you are full of crap. Okay, now let's... I said, this is not going to be constructive. Excuse me, it's just a second. As the problems heat up, cybersecurity contractor Brent Tyler says he gets a message from Greenberg asking him to meet. In recent years, American cities of all sizes have been facing a new cyber threat called ransomware. Back now with that big American city held hostage by hackers demanding money. It's the latest instance of an attack known as ransomware, a growing danger that could strike where you live. When Greenberg calls in Tyler, he seems to have heard the news and allegedly decided that a ransomware attack on a local government sounds like a good idea. I met with him back in his office. We went in there, he was a little late, and he said, hold on, stay quiet, and he turned up the music. And he said, hey, I'm having issues with one of the county commissioners. I want to get some ransomware together to put on the network. So he wanted to create a virus that would spread through the county's network and encrypt all their files so they couldn't use it. And then they would pay him in Bitcoin to unencrypt the files. So he wanted, you know, $500,000 to a million dollars. This was his target area he was looking for. Said so he'd split it down the middle with me, whatever we got. And I mean, that was a very shocking thing to hear. I mean, how would you even put that into words at that point in time when you're being offered something like that and that illegal? Greenberg's attorney declined to comment on the ransomware allegation. Tyler says that rather than bow to pressure from his boss, he leaves the office and gets a new job. Then, according to records of the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, in December 2017, he meets with department officials. I told them the whole story in their car. They said they were going to need some time to digest it and see what they could do with it. And nothing really ever came of it. A spokesman for the FDLE will later tell the Orlando Sentinel that the case was closed because it came down to Greenberg's word against Tyler's. And when that happens, the tax collector continues along his path of destruction. I mean, if there was no consequences, he could just keep doing what he wanted to. I mean, he, he got away with it for three years or so. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Yeah! 
or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. After just a short time in office, Joel Greenberg is making quite a splash. I can unequivocally say that we have the best run tax collector's office in the state of Florida and the numbers back it up. Despite, or perhaps because of his antics, Greenberg seems to be a star on the rise in Florida's Republican Party. I think that Joel always wanted to move up in politics, and I think that this was designed to just be a first step to show the public that he could do great things with the tax collector's office. Greenberg is filled with ambition, and he isn't afraid to talk about the many connections he builds. I've been with the governor, Ron DeSantis. Uh, I know Congressman Matt Gates. And Matt Gates is this young congressman who has also hitched his political fortunes to Donald Trump. He comes to Washington in 2017 when Trump gets there. And Joel Greenberg is a buddy of Matt Gates. Matt Gates is Donald Trump's most staunch defender on Capitol Hill, and Donald Trump really likes that. So Matt Gates is going to the White House, and Joel Greenberg is going with him. Greenberg marries shortly before he's elected and will have two children while in office. To help build his credentials, his wife uses her Facebook page to post pictures of her husband at the White House and videos of him speaking at a Trump rally. I love that sign right there. Trump, baby, Trump, yep. Representative Gates donates to Greenberg's re-election fund and says he thinks the tax collector with a growing record for oddball behavior would make a good addition to Florida's congressional delegation. The two young public servants pal around together often, sharing pictures like this one with longtime Republican dirty trickster Roger Stone on social media. And one Monday morning in the spring of 2018, tax collector's office employees come into a branch where they find things in disarray. When they check the security camera footage from early the previous morning, they see that Greenberg and another man had entered the office, then gone through baskets of discarded driver's licenses. They were rummaging around. Uh, both of them were kind of looking through the desk. It was very odd for a 2 a.m. visit, per se. Brent Tyler says his mother, who is a Greenberg employee, checks into the situation with her boss via text message. She asked him if he was in the Lake Mary office, and he said that he was with Congressman Gates and that they had been showing him the operation up there, and they had seen some IDs that were a mess, and they organized them which that struck her as odd because they were always put where they should have been in a disposal box. I mean, why would you be in a 
driver's license office in the wee early morning hours on a Sunday. There's no real reason to show somebody uh, your operation when everything's closed. Harlan Hill, a spokesman for Gates, says that the congressman never had anything to do with fake or discarded IDs. But Greenberg will later admit to stealing and manufacturing licenses. And this is hardly all he's up to. Joel was using an escort website that had become popular. Basically, older men would, uh, they would call them sugar daddies, would pay sugar babies, you know, to spend time with them. And so Joel would find young women through this website and then essentially hire them to attend parties or Joel would sometimes provide ecstasy. Uh, Joel admitted in his plea deal that he would pay extra to the young women if they would take the ecstasy. One of the women Greenberg pays for sex is only 17 when they meet. It's here that Greenberg commits the first of six federal crimes he admits to in his plea agreement, sex trafficking a child. Though the girl claims online to be an adult, Greenberg will later admit he had reasonable opportunity to observe that she was underage, but acted in reckless disregard of this fact. Hardly a master criminal, Greenberg shells out more than 70 grand over two years for sex with her and others, sometimes compensating women via the online payment app Venmo. He'd meet a young woman on seeking arrangement and he would pay her, you know, say $200 and would say it was for ice cream or say it was for salad or uh, for gas money, that sort of thing. According to the Daily Beast, Venmo records show Greenberg makes more than 150 payments to dozens of young women. Greenberg was so out there and, for lack of a better term, open about this, that he was using the credit cards that he had from work to pay for some of these transactions. In addition, Greenberg uses government databases to illegally search for information about some of these women and about many others. And he uses his access to the tax collector's office to steal identities for himself and others. When people would turn in sort of an expired driver's license, so you, you go to get your new one, you give them your old one, they would just sort of throw it in a basket. Joel was, uh, was going through those baskets and pulling out expired licenses and then using equipment to make fake IDs out of those. He himself had multiple IDs, but also the young women that he had what they called sugar daddy relationships with also had IDs that he had made for them. And what the purpose of those were, I, I couldn't tell you. And this isn't the only way Greenberg is using his elected position for his own benefit. Uh, we yesterday installed uh, our first Bitcoin ATM in our Castleberry office. A quintessential millennial, Greenberg is a cryptocurrency evangelist. He was riding the Bitcoin train hard. Invest in Bitcoin. We're going to start taking Bitcoin for payments. The guy's not stupid. I mean, he sees this wave. And he thinks, hey, we ought to be on this. And I think he, he could have been right. But again, he gets his little paws in it. And the next thing you know, Joel's making money. Greenberg uses hundreds of thousands of taxpayer dollars to make cryptocurrency investments that benefit only one Seminole County resident, Joel Greenberg. 
none of that cryptocurrency profit was ever returned to the tax collector's office. At some point, however, Greenberg says he realizes he'll be in big trouble if he can't pay back $200,000 he's stolen to buy cryptocurrency. Joel became aware that investigators were looking into him diverting tax collector money for um, some of these Bitcoin schemes. He needed $200,000 and he went to a family member who was not identified in the plea. And the family member gave him the $200,000. And what did Joel do? Joel spent it on more Bitcoin. And then when it became clear, oh yeah, I really am in trouble with this, he went back to the same relative and said, I really need $200,000 this time. And this time the relative gave it to him again. Joel Greenberg's sex trafficking of a minor and others and his Bitcoin schemes may be obscure for now. But his odd behavior and wasteful spending of taxpayer money are making waves. Three years after his election, Orlando Sentinel columnist Lauren Ritchie unveils $3.5 million Greenberg has spent handing out new jobs and contracts to more than a dozen allies. He was giving out contracts to friends, to three groomsmen, in his wedding party, um, you know, people that he just ran around with. An auditor hired by the county will later determine that many of the personnel Greenberg hires are unnecessary, and the contracts he gives out are vague, excessive, or unneeded. You can't just go around, you know, spending money so that your friends have have contracts. That's considered corrupt. When Richie's column comes out, Greenberg is facing re-election. And more and more people begin to realize he may not be suited for public office. The stuff he did and the stuff that appeared in column was so egregious and so impossible to refute. It's just all based on records that I think people started coming out of the woodwork, like this fella, Brian Butte, who um, then became Joel's victim. Brian Butte is a local school teacher in Seminole County. He files to run against Greenberg in October 2019 and later explains the decision this way. I'm a teacher at a small school in a small community who simply saw a need to replace someone who was taking advantage of regular citizens like me. A few days after filing to run, the school where Butte works receives anonymous letters, purportedly from a very concerned student. They falsely claim that Butte has been having sex with another male student, and local law enforcement officials come to investigate. They initially opened the investigation into the teacher, right? This was a serious allegation, but very quickly, I mean, almost immediately, they realized, no, this is an investigation into who sent the letter. And what the, the police were eventually able to figure out is uh, <laughs> Joel essentially licked the envelope. They found his DNA on the letter. Once they discovered it was Joel Greenberg, um, they turned that over to the feds because the feds at this point had already been investigating Greenberg for months for uh, financial improprieties at the tax collector's office involving his cryptocurrency investments, involving uh, some of the other dealings there. 
Though Greenberg is the one secretly sex-trafficking a minor, it's his decision to falsely accuse his opponent of a sex crime with a child that finally lands the tax collector in legal jeopardy. Anytime, you know, a local agency or a state agency had looked into him, they'd come away either concluding no crime had been committed or there was no way to prove one way or the other, and they just sort of, like, washed their hands of it. And so it finally came down to the feds to provide some accountability. Once they get under the hood, it's just like, wow, there's a lot here to look at. As they sort through it all, the feds move quickly to arrest Greenberg charging him at first with the most obvious crime, stalking his challenger, Brian Butte. But there's much more to come. Following his arrest on stalking charges, Joel Greenberg resigns from office and finds himself in need of a job. He's just gotten thrown out of a job that pays him nice, hard, cold cash. And he needs money because to Joel, I mean, he wouldn't consider a lifestyle change. That's not part of who he is. As Greenberg makes clear in this video he posts online, he is all too familiar with the once-in-a-lifetime pandemic that unfolds alongside his scandal. Hey, everybody. Uh, Joel Greenberg here. I wanted to give you an update. Uh, today, uh, May 28th, I tested positive for COVID. But where others see a life-changing crisis, Greenberg sees a chance to cash in. There's a pandemic hitting the country, and the federal government is trying to help people across America who are being devastated by the pandemic. The economy has been turned upside down. They are giving grants and loans and money to individuals to help them get by. As these programs ramp up, Greenberg gets in on the action. Well, he knew the feds were looking at him. He uh, got involved with a buddy uh, and, a, and a federal government employee on a plan to sort of bilk the Small Business Administration out of uh, COVID-19 <laughs> relief loans. He had a couple of like essentially defunct businesses. And so Joel activated these businesses and, and filled out these applications claiming they'd been hurt by COVID and they needed the money. He just flat lied. I mean, he, he said that these companies had pretty extensive profits the previous year. They hadn't even existed the previous year. The system is supposed to catch misrepresentations, but the former tax collector has a way of getting around these safeguards. He is willing to go as far as to bribe someone on the inside working for the federal government to help him do that. According to his plea deal, Greenberg receives a total of $432,000 from the program, including one loan for $133,000 that he executes the day after he's arrested by the feds on the initial stalking charges. Which tells you something about his judgment, doesn't it? He doesn't have any. Even though he knows he's under the investigative microscope, Greenberg brags about the scheme on his phone. One of the most uh, sort of Joel-esque details of this, this whole case was um, when he found out that his applications had been submitted, uh, he texted his buddy to say, um, how soon can I blow it all on pussy? There is a level of stupidity 
to the criminality um, that, that made this case very easy for the government, I think, once they got started. As Joel Greenberg's case drags on, the federal government begins to pile on more and more charges. They indict him for sex trafficking a child, a litany of identity theft charges, wire fraud related to his use of office money to buy cryptocurrency, money laundering, stalking his challenger Brian Butte, and conspiracy related to the COVID relief scheme. Even people used to reporting on federal crime say it's a staggering series of charges. Well, typically with one criminal investigation, you have one crime that they're looking at, you know. In this case, you go in and it's like a buffet of different criminality. It's different things at different stations, all seemingly similar in the fact that they have disregard for the law, but all very different in the areas that they're trying to dip their hands into. Following his initial arrest, Greenberg remains out on bond and undeterred. In late February 2021, he goes on an early morning mission to find his wife at her parents' home in Jupiter, Florida, two and a half hours away from his own house in Seminole County. Hi, um, so my daughter's husband uh, is on house arrest, but they live in Lake Mary, but he just showed up here in Jupiter looking for my daughter, who's not here, and he's like crazy. I'm not sure if he's on drugs. Okay. I have no idea if he has an, okay. a weapon. Sorry, I just locked myself in the bedroom. Freaking out. Okay, is there a protection order? No, but he's on house arrest in Lake Mary. Do you know why? Yeah, because he does bad things. His name's Joel Greenberg. Before long, local cops arrive on scene where Greenberg is sipping on a cup of coffee. How did you end up in this house and what were you doing inside? These are my in-laws, as they can attest. Mm. And I came down to visit. You have to go. This is enough. Can I get some creamer? This is not up for discussion. No. Okay. The trip lands Greenberg in hot water. Under the terms of his bond, he's not supposed to leave the area where he lives. But that meant nothing to Greenberg. Joel Greenberg has no regard for the fact that he'll easily be caught, and the government finds out about it. A few days after his visit to Jupiter, sheriff's deputies in Seminole County come to Greenberg's home to arrest him. In this American Greed exclusive, body camera footage shows that Greenberg isn't going down easy. Much to the dismay of deputies waiting to arrest him, Greenberg remains inside for more than two hours. <laughs> and law enforcement officials try to coax him out with flattery. You don't know how impressed I was with, with what you did. Somebody coming way out of left field, and you took Seminole County by storm. You can do it again, but this ain't gonna help. Eventually, Greenberg agrees to surrender. Following a bumpy ride to jail, it's clear that Greenberg's case is blown up in his face and a judge orders him detained pending trial. 
Then, less than a month after his arrest, the sex trafficking allegations involving him and others will blast into the national spotlight. We're learning some explosive new details surrounding the Justice Department's investigation into Florida GOP Congressman Matt Gates. At the center of it all, allegations of a pay-for-sex arrangement between multiple women and Gates, as well as an indicted Florida politician, according to The New York Times. We find out in the spring of 2021 that Matt Gates is facing significant scrutiny from a federal investigation. It's looking at his relationship with the minor. And as we dig in and report on that, we find this case. We find that Joel Greenberg has told federal authorities about the fact that he saw Matt Gates having sex with these women, that Matt Gates gave him money for the sex that Matt Gates was having with the women, that Matt Gates knew why the women were brought along. Gates has denied that he has paid for sex or that he has had a sexual relationship with an underage girl. I'm built for the battle and I'm not going anywhere. Referring to teacher Brian Butte, Gates's spokesman tells American Greed that Greenberg has pleaded guilty to lying about another man having sex with minors. That man was innocent, and so is Representative Gates. He also said that the allegations against Gates were grounded in a failed extortion attempt that has already led to one indictment. But in April 2021, Greenberg's attorney makes it clear that he thinks the congressman is not out of the woods yet. I'm sure Matt Gates is not feeling very comfortable today. Then in May, Greenberg pleads guilty to wire fraud related to his cryptocurrency scheme, various fake ID charges, taking part in a COVID relief conspiracy, stalking charges related to the smear of his challenger, Brian Butte, and sex trafficking a minor between the ages of 14 and 17. To understand his case is to understand, like, 12 different tentacles of criminality that are all different in and of themselves. Having admitted to multiple crimes, prosecutors say Greenberg is facing at least 12 years in prison, and he agrees to cooperate with the government. Joel lives for Joel, and I think he'd rat his grandma if he, if he could get a, a lesser sentence. Thanks for listening to the American Read Podcast, presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Keach. Greenberg continues to cooperate with the federal government, and his sentencing has been postponed. Two of Greenberg's associates have been indicted on charges of running an alleged real estate scheme. As of January 2022, no one else, including Representative Matt Gates, has been indicted. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx.